Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Laughing Out of Depression. I just want to start by saying thank you so much for your support. I heavy appreciate y'all. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and share it with at least three friends. Literally just text it. But before I start each episode, I want to warn you that some of these topics may be triggering to some of you. So if that is the case, please turn this off, reach out to someone you trust, or contact the suicide hotline. Speaking up is always a step forward to healing and recovery. Head to the link in my bio for some resources. Wait, it's look, funny. it's it's 222. Oh yeah, it is. Isn't that crazy? We can literally talk for like five hours. <laughs> no, but not only that. So like when it comes to like spirituality, do you so one of the things is like one of the signs or like your angels um is like synchronicity and like numbers oh, that you see? I didn't know that. Oh, I actually heard you talk about that before too, but I didn't I don't even know what the numbers are besides eleven eleven. Yeah, so like any basically like repeating numbers. So whether it's like 111, 1111, 222, 333, like the fours, five, six, sevens, eight, nines, um, like 1010. Um, I guess like if it's like a two, like 212, like it just, there's like, yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, like the 212s are a little bit more advanced, but like just when you see like um, repeating numbers, like uh-huh. that's kind of, if you like are like if you see them that's kind of like your angel spirits like Aww. letting you know that they're with you but each number kind of has like a different um like a different mm-hmm. meaning oh that's interesting see, I didn't know that see this is the kind of stuff I want to know how funny and we were just talking we were talking about yeah so one of the things that they say is like when you see a repeating number is to like jot down or just like realize what it was that you were like talking about or doing in that moment that you saw it or like what you were feeling um Mm. because it's kind of it has to do with like the message that your angel spirit like has for you so 222 means alignment so you are in the right place in the right time oh yeah creating new beginnings wow we are in the right place at the right time I love it yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah so it's just I don't know it's all so crazy but definitely when it comes to spirituality I mean like you I've gotten more so into like crystals um and meditating manifesting um Mm -hmm. positive affirmations something that Mm -hmm. we were talking about like before like off camera um yeah I mean all of that has honestly I think it's we talked about it a little bit and it takes practice but yeah. it's been working for us it sounds really silly to like how you were saying like you wake up and you tell yourself you know I have a job I have this I have I, you know I'm feeling good I have a great personality you keep it at first it does sound really silly but the more you say it the more you're like you know what yeah gas myself up like I'm I'm good I got this and stuff and um, some, that's actually something I've been recently doing myself too, um, because February was kind of like a rough month for me and stuff. I think it was just like, you know, I was experiencing some COVID fat- fatigue with my work. Um, the snow didn't help COVID, like depression, well, seasonal depression, my depression in general. And then I had just kind of experienced some, um, things with, uh, with this guy, unfortunately, and I was just kind of feeling like really insecure and really down about myself. 
And then I was just like, I'm so tired of feeling like this. So sick of it. Like I need to like be proactive and really like do things for myself for once and stop talking the talk and start acting the act and really putting my money where my mouth is. And so I was started looking for a personal trainer because I had been saving up January. Like that was one of my goals for this year was to get a personal trainer. Um, and so I started like doing some research on that. I was like, let me finally submit my grad school application <laughs> and get that rolling. So I did that. And then I just started saying like, I got this, like, you're great. Like you do things for yourself, like love yourself. Like, and that's literally when like I tell myself almost like, 10 times a day is like, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. And the more I say it, the more I start to feel it. And like, yeah, it sounds silly at first, but you know, I started with my personal trainer this week. I got my grad school acceptance letter, like, and I'm starting to really start feeling like changes in my attitude and stuff. And it just starts off doing little by little. Yes, it is. It really is little by little. And like, it does feel a little bit silly. And I think that for those of you that listen to the podcast like more avidly, I guess, um, I when I did that one episode with Paulina, I was mm-hmm. still really learning more so about like spirituality and just um, manifesting. I was really in like the beginning of like manifesting and like saying positive affirmations. Um And still for me, it felt like a little bit silly to like do or like say things, you know, but just write the things down. Like I have a notebook and I started writing a couple of things down recently too. Yeah. So one of the, and then also I, so I was talking to one of my friends the other day because she's kind of starting this like healing journey and Mm -hmm. she's a therapist and I'm Mm -hmm. definitely not a therapist, but (laughs) like, I was like basically kind of like teaching her and like telling her all of these things because she just was like, damn dude, like you really are, you know, like you really are like awakened. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, kind of, you know, I just like, I am now becoming, I started every day. I started to work towards the person that I wanted to be. Oh, yeah. And and it's like when you, envision yourself but you're like I could never be that person like I don't know when I'm gonna be that person or like I don't know when I'm gonna start doing things to like become that person you just like keep on living your life without doing anything to like be better yes I finally like called my bullshit what wasn't really me it was more so everybody around me but (laughs) you started listening (laughs) you started listening I, I started listening. And you, deep down, you deep down knew it. You just needed that extra push. <laughs> yeah. And I just was like, man, like I'm really just going to start this journey and um, be work every day to be a better version of myself until I become that person that I, I wanted to be. And now like I mean, I'm not, I know I'm definitely not there yet, but I am so happy with where I'm at in mm-hmm. my life. And the progress you've made. Yeah. And the progress I've made because I truly, like, I didn't know what self-love was like mm-hmm. even a few months ago, you know, like January, I had no idea what like, like yeah, well, I was, loving yourself was. I was just going to tell you, I was listening to what you're saying right now sounds like a completely different Hannah from what I from what I heard from your earlier episodes um 
like it's such a huge improvement in just what a matter of months imagine what you can be doing in the next couple of months you just got to keep it going so don't sell yourself short and I feel like sometimes you don't give enough yourself enough credit of the potential that you yourself hold and stuff because you do radiate such great positive loving energy and you know you and I connect in a different way that I connect then with most of my friends um so it's been nice you know doing this together um but give yourself more credit like you've have done such a huge improvement and it's not always going to be pretty it's not always going to be rainbows and sunshine sometimes there will be some storms but it's how we get out of those situations and realize you know what I can do this and I feel like I've seen such a huge improvement of you and I'm so proud of you oh my god I love you so much I'm literally unemployed and don't know what I'm doing with my life still but that's okay because I still say my positive affirmations every single day <laughs> I'm manifesting to have my crystals <laughs> I literally, I say I am wealthy in more ways than one every like hour. Okay. Yeah. And you know what, girl, everyone is going through something right now. You'll find a job. Like I said, put me down as a reference. I used to be your boss. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll gas hope- you up. No, I mean, good things are coming your way. You've already made such a progress. Like I would, I wouldn't be surprised if you did find a job within the next few months. Um, I hope so. But then also I hope that I don't because I really don't like, I, I love the podcast. Like Mm -hmm. I genuinely love the podcast, but I have such a fear of it not being greater than what it can be, you know, like I doubt it a lot. Like I doubt myself Uh more than anything. So I feel like I can do really great things with it because I know I have the potential to, mm-hmm. but I just, I hold myself back. So like, that's one of the things that I'm really like working on right now is like trusting yeah. myself and mm-hmm. like taking away that fear because I'm really the only one holding myself back. And I know that if I were to have like a full-time job, I wouldn't be happy, you know, like I want to have a full-time job in like this in creating stuff and talking to people that are like that's meaningful you know yeah yeah well I think you could do both I definitely think you can do both this is where your organizing and planning skills would really come into play um I'll be the first to admit my organization skills and my planning skills freaking suck um like I said in February I was going through some COVID fatigue that I stopped jotting things down in my planner and Mm -hmm. And a little bit on my paperwork, sorry, <laughs> to my job. Um, I'm caught up now. But, you know, and like I said, sometimes you are going to go through your rough patches, but it's just about getting yourself back together and starting off small. If you do fall off the deep end for a moment, that's fine. That's normal. Just start picking yourself up little by little. But I definitely can see you doing both. It's just planning accordingly. And yeah. it's cheesy and I know it's a lot easier said than done but if you've already been able to do what you've done in the last few months what makes you think that you won't be able to do both you know like I said don't sell yourself short and you know dream podcasting is scary like I told you I'm like kind of nervous like (laughs) first podcast and stuff but you know you're doing it and so give yourself credit and that's something that I like to do with my clients too when they start feeling a little bit down I even tell them like okay Let's go back six months ago. Where were you at? And now look at how much you've done thus far. And they're like, I needed that. I was like, yeah. I was like, you see, you can do it. (laughs) 
Dude, if I were to think back where I was six months ago, like that was what, uh, October? Mm-hmm. I was literally, I was a fucking wreck. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh my God. Like that's Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's how, I mean, like I said, I kind of went through a rough patch in February myself. And now to me, February seems like, so long ago and it was just like a month ago and I've already feel like I made really great progress but again a lot of that too is just surrounding yourself with the right people and with your friends and your loved ones like honestly like praise Jesus to my friends because and thank God for them because without them I don't think I'd be able to do a lot of the things that I'm doing now my cousins my parents and stuff for just for motivating me so that's a lot of it too is like I think you and you and I have a lot of tendency to put things just on ourselves and hold things like I can do it I can do it and maybe it's part of our trauma response from Mm -hmm. and stuff but you know sometimes I have to be like okay I need to be like verbal about what's going on and I need to say I need help Mm -hmm. yes a thousand percent I think that that definitely I've come to realize that it really is a trauma response because I've always it's like for me I think that I've always thought about it in the sense of like um I'm strong. So I'm going to be like, I'm going to go through things alone and like, that's mm-hmm. fine. And that's how it's going to be. And like, I'm not going to care, you know, because at yeah. the end of the day, like I'm the only one that's got like my, my back, back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's not the case. yeah, that's like a thousand percent of trauma response. Okay. Yes. And that's absolutely not the case until like, I finally hit my breaking point and I'm crying, sobbing to all my friends. And they're like, like we get, this is your coping skills, but just letting you know, come to us. And they probably sound like a broken record at this point (laughs) telling me this consistently. Um, But it is something I'm learning, trying my best to do a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because we, I, and I mean, I've said it before, like we all have people that like care about us and, you know, want to help us. But, Mm -hmm. you know, a part of our trauma response is like, not seeking help and not allowing ourselves to be helped even though people are willing to help us but even then it's like you feel like a burden to yeah you know the people that like you're going to so you'd rather kind of just like keep it to yourself yeah or even sometimes too I'm just kind of like like I'm going through this little phase again like am I gonna really bother them with the same problem again and you know they're they're my loved ones. They're my best friends. Like they know who I am. They know, you know, how to respond to me, I guess, but they still love me. And that's what they're there for and vice versa. Like I'm there for them all the, all the time too. Um, which is weird, especially with, um, my friends from high school. Um, they were obviously like my, the people that were that got to know my brother more than my college friends. They actually got to meet him and interact with him more. So they, I have a weird attachment to them. They might even call me a little territorial at times and stuff, but because like I, they're my friends and they understand me and they saw me at my worst and stuff. And so I just appreciate them for sticking with me for so long, like what years plus the three years that we've been friends um, since high school and stuff. And sometimes I had to remember, like they seen me at my worst, like, and for me what makes me think that they won't continue to be there for me yeah a thousand percent and I that's why too like I'm so thankful for my best friend who has 
been mm-hmm. my best friend for like maybe 15 years now. Like I've known her pretty much like my entire life. And she was really the only friend that I have that ever got to know my dad um, mm-hmm. and lived, you know, everything has lived really everything with me. So mm-hmm. I definitely have like that attachment to her too. And like, a uh, weird it? like, um, territorial. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm yes. Like territorial, but I, you know, like she's always a person that also like reminds me of like who mm-hmm. I am and like calls me out on my bullshit too, because yeah. like she has seen every single version and every single stage of Hannah. Right. Yeah. Like you're like the time with your dad, the time that your dad passed away, post that, post that, mm-hmm. they really seen you evolve and grow. And that's not to say that my, my, the new friends that I made don't understand me and don't know me either. Cause they do, they maybe just know a different version of me, which is nothing wrong. Um, because at the end of the day, like I do have a good group of friends and a good support system. And I sometimes tend to forget that, like you said, like, I think that's just how you and I are sometimes. Um, so sometimes it's just good to remind ourselves like, Hey, we have loved ones. We don't have to do anything alone. Yes. A thousand percent. Definitely. Because I think that we get too into our heads too. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just reminding yourself that like, you really aren't alone and that sounds so cliche, but like, we're not. It's true. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's a hundred percent true. As much as we try to pretend like I only have myself and only me. It's just like, that's not the case. I have like 10 plus people in my corner. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh my God. There was something that I wanted to bring up and I literally forgot about it. And I didn't even write it down because I was like, oh, now I remember because I did write it down. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my God. Wait. So it was what you said to feel. You mm-hmm. said like, feel the grief and feel the emotion. Like when, you know, when someone like loses a loved one and you mm-hmm. tell them to feel one, I'm going to start using that because I wish someone would have fucking told me to feel like the grief because, and just like all the emotions, because I genuinely, I think that for me, if I felt, I felt like I literally was going to die. I was like, I can't feel mm-hmm. like, I can't, you know, like I can't accept it because if I do accept it, then like, I'm going to have to like face it Mm -hmm. obviously easier to suppress than it is to like confront to confront Uh it and it really wasn't until this year that I started to feel all of the emotions and like accept everything that has happened to me like in the past in like my lifetime really you know um and finally healing and like grieving and accepting Mm -hmm. And it's just like been completely life changing. Like, yeah. and that's and that's not to say that it's not gonna hurt. That it's not. Yeah. Gonna, that it's not gonna be hard because it is. I mean, oh, that's- dude, it, it hurts like a bitch. Like, yeah, it has been like the greatest. Also, it has been the greatest fucking pain of my life, and I have been the ab- I would I like what I have been now is uh-huh. like worse than when my dad passed away. Like, yeah. It's soul crushing sometimes. It is, dude. Like at times, like I've had so many times where I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it today, you know, like where you're just like, is today the end or like, am I going to keep going? You know, like you just, you really have a bunch of like highs and lows and like even days that you're like, I feel fucking great today. Like I'm good. Like I'm out of the rough patch. And then six hours later, you're triggered and you're like, nah, bitch, you know? Yes. Yes. And that's, and so even with like the triggering part, like, so my brother passed away in May 
And so I know May is usually like a really rough time for me. I start to feel triggered. But old me, American does, Eagle. Does your body feel it? Yes. Before I, you do? Or like I before? Start, yeah. So I start struggling to sleep even more. Like I will literally go days without sleeping and then it affects my mood. And so actually last year, because of the pandemic, it was like prime time. Um, I fled to New York with mm-hmm. I literally in the middle of the pandemic and always great fed, fled to New York with my best friend who was really there for me probably the most out of everybody but and still is when my brother died and she just understood that and I called her and I was like I need to get out of my house I'm like it's May I feel trapped I'm in my feelings I'm in my emotions like I said the pandemic really started this healing journey for the two of us where we can finally like grieve and even part of me started feeling that anger part of grief where I started feeling angry and I'm like why do I feel mad and so I just fled to New York and I slept with my friend like we we shared the bed um and I knocked out like a baby like all this sleep I didn't have I knocked out and it was just because during that height I was suppressing those emotions that I was feeling that anger I'm sorry. And like, to be frank, like that anger at my brother for leaving for what happened, angry at my faith and, you know, God and everything. And so I was really trying to feel that anger part. And so I was suppressing it for so long that it was affecting my sleep. And then I went to New York and I felt I had my comfort with my friend and she kind of let me feel my emotions. I slept like a baby and then I started really feeling the emotions. So that's why I highly encourage people to grieve and feel the emotions. It's going to suck and it's going to hurt and you're going to cry. It's so crushing. But after you let it out, it's like 10 pounds off your shoulders. Yeah. A thousand percent. And I mean, I have said this before and I'll say it again, record yourself, like even crying, dude, like record yourself crying, (laughs) save it to your Snapchat, obviously don't post it and then go back to it. Like that is the one thing that I have, I started to do like a few months ago and I now look back and I'm like, man, bitch, like you were really hurting back then, but like, (laughs) I'm still in a way like hurting, but like, it's different now because you get to a point where you also like, you feel those emotions and you like feel them so heavily. But then when you start to like accept it and you just, you either start to accept it or you let it go completely that's when things start to get like a little bit easier. And I'm not saying they get, they get easy. They get a little bit easier. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, again, 10 years, seven years, accepting it as accepting to live with the grief, accepting to feel the emotions. There's, like I said, I can go months feeling great. And then there's a time where like, I'm just in my lowest lows. And, but that's the grief. That's what it is. And when you start to feel those lows, unfortunately, you do have to feel the lows in order to feel the highs too. Um, and so I'm glad you said like record yourself crying and stuff. And cause then when you are in like a good headspace, it's like, damn, like if I pull myself out of that, mm-hmm. like what more do too? It sounds kind of silly too, but sometimes I'll play like when I start feeling like kind of like, um, in my feelings and I feel like I just need to cry but I can't I'll literally watch like sad Grey's Anatomy episodes so that I can cry and then I finally like let all the emotions out too yeah dude that's good I'm I'm really happy that you are like finding kind of like your way of healing um Mm -hmm. I think 
that for me when it comes to like that I guess like watching things I do the like I just won't watch it you know like now yeah like watching shows that like remind me of something or like someone like I just I completely won't do it because before I would do it because I like miss them and then now I just like won't do it at all because it's like like bitch why are you trying to trigger yourself like <laughs> yeah I actually, can I, I actually want to ask you a question um because the biggest improvement that I've seen in myself with my with my grief um sorry if you hear my parents in the background there I'm getting ready for work um what I've noticed that has been an improvement of my grief is that I don't get as emotional or start crying as much talking about my brother so I don't know if that's something that you've experienced too where like you used to be like super emotional and now you kind of are able to have like a full conversation without really like bursting into tears yeah so for me it's kind of weird because um when my dad first passed away I was very open about just talking about like the entire situation um and I think a part of me was still um like in denial about it all Mm -hmm. so it was easy for me to talk about because in the back of my head I was like my dad's still here like my dad's gonna come back or something you know when he wasn't and it wasn't until it like really hit me that like my dad was gone and I was finally starting to accept that he was gone that it was so like I just I could not talk about it like anything that had to do like with my dad like really posting stuff about my dad if people ask me like how I'm doing or like you know anything related to my dad I like refuse to like get to the conversation when before Mm -hmm. I was so I was such an open book about it and like you know I I just for a time for like a few years I genuinely could not talk about my dad whatsoever because I would a thousand percent like burst into tears and if not I would like wait until I was like in private and I would completely break down and I would have like that breakdown would go on for like days or weeks you know Mm -hmm. um but I don't think honestly I think what really made me um what made me I don't know I guess like kind of get not get over my dad's death but really accept it and learn that I was I could Mm -hmm. be okay I think was when I got into my relationship because Mm. for the first time I realized that even though my dad wasn't here he was with me but also Mm. there was like someone else in this world like in this physical world that like loved me so much and was willing to like protect me you know so in a way it was like I mean I never like associated him like I never was like oh like you're my dad you know but um he was like he 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 loved me in like such a strong way that like made me made letting my dad go like a little bit easier yeah because you felt that I swear you and I are like the same person because that's something that how do I explain it to um because I definitely see what you're saying um where you want to find that love that you felt when you were with your dad you know like hey I can be loved the way I used to be loved and it's, and it's not like a weird freaky love it's just like you know like wow there's someone is someone is out there for me mm-hmm. you know what I mean and but part of that too and um something that I am like I said I'm kind of learning to work on myself right now is again this self-love journey because I want to be able to 
love myself enough the way that, you know, my brother loved me, you know, like I shouldn't really be dependent on that for somebody else. Obviously one day I would love to get married, have kids and stuff, you know what I mean? But I can't do that if my life is going to depend on that other person's love. Yeah. Like I first had to, I first had to depend on myself And that's why I think sometimes even some of my relationships with guys haven't worked out is because I don't love myself the way I should be. Yeah. Dude. Oh my God. Literally everything you said is like so true because so in my relationship, like I, like this dude reminded me so much of like my dad and like just the ways that he like, I don't know. He just like loved me and like protected me. And I thought that that was okay, which I mean, like now I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like it is, but like also like kind of isn't, but, um, Mm -hmm. the one thing that I realized, like the actual feeling was that he made me feel like myself. Like he made Mm. me like, he made me feel like it was okay to be me in like, yeah like it was okay to be me and like he's he accepted me for like who you know like the person that I am inside and out and um he like made me like love myself and like gave me this confidence so when that relationship ended it was really tough for me because I didn't have that like love because I was or like I didn't have like that self-love because I felt like I had lost that person like I had lost that Hannah yeah. so now I yeah and now I'm like you're kind of like I had to do this again I had to do this grief again yeah but at the same time I'm like why why am I expecting for someone else to love me when I could just mm-hmm. be loving myself you know like why didn't yeah. I love myself first before getting into a relationship with some relationship you know like mm-hmm. I even thought about that and now I'm like yeah. what the fuck like I'm not even thinking about getting into a relationship with anyone if like my shit isn't together and like I don't love myself you know like yes yeah so I mean that's definitely the journey that I'm on now is just fully being mm-hmm. confident with the person that I am loving myself and being able to just be the best version of myself in the one that I was when I was in my relationship because that Hannah was like my like that was like the Hannah that I just like that I love you know yeah so it's like and I I can still be that person even if I don't have that person in my life yes and now it's like learning to be that Hannah but be it on be it on your own Mm -hmm. and stuff and like and I think like we talked about like my recklessness a lot of the times and um, back in American Eagle and back in those days, getting into these really messy relationships, these messy one night stands just to feel <laughs> that sort of love that I needed and that I craved at the moment because I really wasn't getting it around anybody else, not with my family. My brother had died, the one person who loved me like unconditionally, you know, and so it's like, why do I need other people to love me when I should first be loving myself and love who I am and be confident and learn to be independent for myself and that's something that is a process like I said like it's I I'm taking the steps right now with my physical appearance to be accepting of myself and get myself healthy to lose the weight but I'm doing this time around I'm doing it for me Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I'm doing it for myself so I stop 
crying myself to sleep about my insecurities and stuff. So baby steps for sure. It's again, it's a journey and journeys sometimes take time. Yes. I fucking love that dude. And you are going to get there. I swear to God. Who are you? (laughs) Yes. Like I have just like, I mean, I've only been really going to the gym for the past, like maybe two months now, but I have been at first I was really going because of my anxiety. Um, but now I do it because I truly, I enjoy it. You know, it helps me. I feel, I feel good. Like I'm starting to like more than anything, I'm testing my own ability, like my own physical ability, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm challenging myself and I'm really only like, I'm genuinely only doing it for me. Like if anybody were to be like, Oh, you're doing it. So like, you can look good and like, you can get someone like I could care less. Like I genuinely like if a guy looks my way, good God, please Lord, make me (laughs) invisible because I do not want anyone (laughs) looking at me, you know, like I just, I genuinely, I'm happy. I'm completely, (laughs) I'm content just being alone and like, and that's a one thing. Yes. In doing me, like, that's a one thing too, that I like, I'm, it's so crazy for me to even say is that like, I enjoy being alone because I'm not lonely. (laughs) Yeah. You're not have yourself. And like I said, you have your like we have to like break the cycle of us thinking that it's only us against the world when it's really not and it's nice to have your alone time and really like you said dedicate that one hour a day to working out for you yeah kind of sucks because you're like damn like I'm so out of shape and stuff but as the more you do it and the more consistent you are with it you'd be amazed as like how much progress you can make within like a week or two of just working out for that one hour um so good for you bro like love yourself do things for you you're in the right that's what I'm saying Hannah like I feel like you need to give yourself more credit (laughs) like where you were like a couple months ago to where you are now is a huge improvement and you should be proud of that thank you I appreciate you but um yeah I mean dude I feel like it's just like a whole you know like I just I feel like I always expect more out of myself like I Mm -hmm. hold myself to like a higher standard and I feel like the past year I have not met that even fucking like bottom line standard okay so um (laughs) so it you know like that really does affect me like mentally and it makes me like doubt my abilities but now I'm just like starting to remind myself that I am capable of like doing things and I am smart you know and I am able to do and achieve all of my goals but like I also know that I don't have to do them like right away or like knock them out all at once you know like it's taking baby steps because it's also about consistency and making that a part of your life not just for like a few months or weeks you know and you and so I you've mentioned this in your previous in one of your previous podcasts I can't remember which one it was uh but social media that, you know, you start to learn that you're actually doing it for yourself when you're kind of keeping it self. And people want to show it off, show it off. That's not a, a problem either and stuff. But, you know, I got, I saw, I, I don't have the Instagram app. I kind of like have it off my home screen and stuff because Instagram became a little toxic for me. And so I was like, I need to get rid of that app. If someone sends me like a DM or something or sh- shares like a funny thing, then that's really the only time I'm on it. But like, 
I just want to keep to myself. I want to do things for me and not for social media, not for anybody else and stuff. And I think that's even can play into a role of how good you feel too. Cause it's like, this is me like this. This is what I'm doing for myself, not for anybody else, for me. Yes. It's so I actually began to turn off all of my notifications So Mm -hmm. I get literally no notifications on my phone and I, well, except ESPN, but, (laughs) but, um, yeah, but, um, other than that, like when it comes to like social media, I turned off all of my notifications because I noticed that that was really taking a toll on me. And before when, I don't know if you remember this, but like during those American Eagle years, like I was, I think I was letting people into my life, like way more than I really like should have let anyone, um, because Mm -hmm. it sometimes were like definitely extremely reckless. And I just like almost had like no shame, but in a way I was like, oh, whatever. Like I'm doing things that like other people my age aren't doing or whatever, (laughs) you know, like I just was like, I was just being like, oh, look at my interesting life, you know, but it's a front. Yeah, exactly. But now I'm just like, the fuck? Like, Hannah, you're an idiot. Like, why were you posting that? You know, like, you should have just- I think the same too. Like, why am I posting myself getting blacked out drunk? (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, even then I'm just like, so, so like for me, a lot of my problems were really coming from like social media too. And like the things that I was posting, um, even -hmm. if they were like my personal ones, like if I genuinely was like choosing to like upload these videos or whatever, because- one, I was underage and I just like really had like no guidance. I was just being completely reckless and doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And a lot of people did not agree with like the way that I was being like parented or, you know, the decisions that I was making. Um, and at the end of the day, I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, you know, like you, for one, you're not my parent. You're not really in my life. Therefore, like, you have are you to judge me yeah exactly and then I was like well in a way like I'm letting them into my life like do they have a right to judge me no like are they anyone to like be saying shit to me no but like do they have to know about my things you know no but I'm also allowing them to like see it so it just got to a point where I just started completely limiting what I allow people to know and see my life you know yeah because it does get it does get really toxic and again I think we had to go through those moments and these little patches in our life to be where we are today where like I don't need social media to be posting about what's going on in my life I like you know celebrating my successes here and there there's nothing wrong with that but the people who need to know know Mm -hmm. the people who me know and that's all that really matters it's just like my inner circle at that point yeah, same. Like, it, you know, social media can be really toxic. And for anyone who is wanting to start on this self-love journey, I do highly encourage them to maybe start turning off your notifications here and there and really like ask yourself, like, are you doing this for yourself or are you doing this for to please others and stuff? And I think that's really one of the first steps into taking you know, the self-love journey and this healing journey is like, who are you doing it for? And if you're going to do it, like, make sure it's for yourself. Yes. A thousand percent. Like in, I think with every decision, I mean, obviously social media and our mm-hmm. phone is something that we use so much. And it's such like at now at this point, like it's such a huge part of our life. 
um, in our daily routines. But when I really started limiting myself to my like inner, like to my, um, I guess usage on like the apps or even just deleting them off of my home screen at this point, like I still have them on my phone, but like (laughs) just on my home screen, um, but like limiting the usage to it really helps you because like you start to do things that like don't consist of social media, you know, like you start uh-huh. more productive, like more productive in your day. And like me, I'm someone I like to read now, but I need to have a physical book. Like, I don't like to read this like PDF in like on your phone shape. Same. Like I, I need me the too. Unless I'm reading like, unless I'm reading like online articles or something about something important, but same, like just limiting the usage. I mean, I'm a big Twitter fan though. I love Twitter. <laughs> I'll admit that, but I don't really like any sort of tweets. I just like looking at what other people are posting and the memes that really come out of it but yeah sometimes social media can be really toxic especially Instagram so yeah a thousand percent and also just like I don't know dude this whole thing about like self-love I was gonna say don't compare yourself to others I feel like a lot of people still do that um but Mm -hmm. it's really hard to like almost not compare yourself to others or to like because even me now I'm now that I'm like working out like I have like this um like I have like my goal, like the goal person I want to be like, you know, yeah. And our body types are completely different. So like the reality of me actually being the size that this girl is, is like literally non-existent. So non-existent. yeah. So now I'm just like, how do you, Hannah, like, how do you want to feel? Like, how do you want to look, you know, like, what are your goals for your body? And not yes. based off of like what this other person looks like because you guys have completely different body structures you know yeah and that's something too that comparing myself to has always been I think my biggest struggle um in this journey and stuff is I just gotta always remind myself I'm doing this for me I can't compare myself to anybody else like you said my type is different my life is different Um, And even like, you've mentioned it a couple of times throughout your podcast and stuff, but like, I see so many people now having babies and getting engaged and, you know, getting into these serious relationships. And I'm always here, like, I'm single as fuck, like, (laughs) like, you know, but at the same time, it's just like, I'm on my own journey. And, you know, this is what my life is right now. And I love it. And I'm content with it. And I'm accepting of it. Like, obviously, like, I have my goals in mind, but my goals are something to look forward to. And the only person that's going to get in my way is myself. And part of that, like you said, is comparing myself to other people. And it is hard not to do so at times, but then just bring yourself back to like, Hey, like look at the progress you have made and you only have so much more to go. To wrap it up. Um, what is Ooh, I'm nervous? Why? This, this I don't know the way you really, you're like anticipating it. <laughs> no, this is literally the only question I think that I've ever I ever have prepared for any of these interviews <laughs> but what is a piece of advice you would give to your younger self Ooh. if you have multiples mm. that's fine I have multiples <sighs> to my younger self um that's a that's an easy and a hard question to ask just because I think there's so many things I would tell myself and kind of like how I mentioned earlier like I wish that my teenage self, you know, at the height of my grief, just really was a little bit more self-aware of the actions I was doing and the people that I was hurting, including myself. 
Um, I just wish I was a little bit more self-aware in that aspect. But I guess my for my younger self, I would just say to enjoy the little things in life. Enjoy those little moments because I can't tell you how many times I just kind of like stay up at night and I think about like, you know, growing up with my brother and, you know, I just wish I would have cherished a little bit more those moments. So, and that's something I try to do nowadays is to really appreciate the little moments in my life that really did make me happy. Um, so I guess that's what I would tell my teenage self, be more self-aware of what I'm doing and the decisions I'm making. But obviously if I hadn't done those things, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And for my baby self, I would just tell her to really cherish the little moments and appreciate them because they are gonna mean so much more to you in the future. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me on. It's been so much fun. I appreciate you. Of course, dude. I miss you so much and I appreciate you for being on and just for always listening and being willing to talk to me about like literally your life and everything. Um, you are truly my OG of mental health. One last, I had texted Jocelyn. I was like, oh, I'm going to be on Hannah's podcast. And she's like, what are you guys going to talk about? I'm like, probably grief and death, you know? (laughs) Okay, cool. I feel like we kept it upbeat though. Yeah, we did. It, it, was, oh, God. it wasn't that morbid. No. We have a good sense of humor. Yeah, we do. Oh man, that yeah. really all just comes with our coping mechanisms too. It really does. You gotta you gotta laugh. Again, enjoy the little moments. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. I love you so much. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Please go follow the podcast on Instagram, Laughing Out of Depression. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you can get updates whenever a new episode drops. Also, support La Raza and go share it with your friends. And that is a wrap on another episode. Thank you all so much for making me a part of your day. Just a reminder, I am not a licensed therapist, nor do I intend to be one. I speak solely out of my own experiences. I am literally just a 24-year-old unemployed Chicago and living in my parents' house with a marketing degree. So if you or anyone you know needs help, please go to the link in my bio for some resources, sending you all so much peace and positive energies. (music) 